welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bass. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. Got a little bit of a hitch in my voice there as I was saying Smith. I'm probably emotional. Uh, because we've reached another milestone. I know. Very exciting. We are one day closer to death. <sighs> Can't come fast enough. Uh, one episode closer to... Uh, shuffling off the podcasting <laughs> coil. Uh, if we haven't yet, I think we uh, can't be killed. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's not get cocky here. That's you know? true, yeah. Um, we don't want to be like, uh, I can't think of the character. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> the character from Lord of the Rings. No man can kill him. Oh, yes, and then, indeed. Uh, and what's then, her name? Kills him. Yeah. Because she is no man. Yeah, that's right. So I'm yeah. saying, let's not get cocky. Right. That is the most... That's the lesson that I take from... From that, that movie, that entire franchise? The series is about that scene. All right. Me. Don't think you Don't, can't be yeah. killed. It's just like that riddle of like... <laughs> oh, like who's the doctor? Yeah, who's yeah. the doctor, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, hold on, now, you haven't been introduced it's, yet. We need to... I like oh, any kind bit. of riddle that's a trap. I know... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, I know uh, this like episode is going to be a fun time. Yeah. We are already going so far off the wor- off the rails. <laughs> the guests haven't even been introduced, and they're already chiming in. Right. We haven't done Which any... Which is a little brazen. We I haven't have, done any ads yet. I have not said anything. Is that true? <laughs> is, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, now... This is my first wor- uh, recorded words. Now we're, now we're, now we're even... Uh, or at least you're even. Um, let's let's just get through the ads so we can get to the podcast. That's the spirit. Um, <laughs> let me tell you about TweakedAudio.com. TweakedAudio.com is where you go for uh, for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. Um, oh man, I was I like this is the part of the guests who haven't been on the show in a while this is the part of the ad read where I interject what I was listening to on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds today and it usually takes us on into some blind alley uh, so I was listening to new music by the band Pine Grove I don't know if you know Pine Grove but um, they had a big an album in 2016 called Cardinal it was a big uh, uh, sensation for them within those circles uh, and then during the sort of uh, 2017-2018 when all the Me Too stuff was coming out the uh, lead singer uh, was he admitted to some very uh, uh, icky behavior and was like working with the the his accuser or the victim or whatever and part oh. of part of so she, she said I want you to take a one year hiatus I want you to hit these benchmarks of going to like therapy and doing these things mm. and he did those things and now they're back with new music and I feel weird about it like is it I don't know if it's okay to listen to or not you know it, my my vote is yes it is okay well um, do what uh, you want uh, what do you guys think how do you feel about listening to any music that was released before 2007? <laughs> right. right. I still listen to Chuck Berry all the time. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a, so a, I maybe think I should. You listen to Rolling Stones, like, yeah. you're good. Yeah. See, the key is to not look into the, the personal lives of any artist or person you admire. Yeah. Celebrity or otherwise. Yeah. It could be a friend. Uh, really... <laughs> Just don't look into anybody because you will find some I mean, skeletons. I know we're being like I'm being facetious, facetious here, but yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't think that's good. I think we should. Like, I've I've actually felt guilt 
in recent weeks during this the tweaked ad read i've talked about how hey there's a new tool album i'm an unabashed tool fan i know it's mm-hmm. dorky i'm sorry to our very cool guests uh, i like tool <laughs> but um uh, I, I, can like, the, I can just feel the i can just feel them judging me um for We're liking not tool. too cool uh, <laughs> um but there were like last year there were accusations against Maynard James Keenan that came out. There were the the two women were completely anonymous. They started Twitter accounts specifically to accuse him. Mm-hmm. But their stories very similar and sort of jived with stuff that he was saying about what he was like in the nineties. Okay. Um, but then because it was anonymous, there's no there's no legal sure. follow up. There's really very little journalistic follow up because there's not much to follow up with. And it went away. And now there's new music. And like a part of me is like, all right, finally, over ten years, a new Tool album. And there's that little voice in the back of my head saying, so "Should you be enjoying this?" So what you're saying is there's an odd correlation between that and then the new music, and that was getting Tool back in the news as publicity. Is that what you're saying? Okay. So this is some sort of buzz marketing <laughs> exactly. viral thing. No it was, such it thing. It was Maynard as, behind those no two There's no such accounts. thing as bad publicity. Dude. I see. So Maynard himself. <laughs> He's got uh, it worked out, those tool guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's why I've been listening to my tweetardio.com <laughs> earbuds this week is music that I uh, enjoy this is and an feel ad bad for about. earbuds? <laughs> yeah. This is an ad for earbuds the entire time. Look, Bruce <laughs> from tweetardio.com. shit. Bruce from tweetardio.com is very cool with what we do here. And I did want to actually um, mention every, so this is episode 650. So every 50 episodes, it's a milestone. Wow, We're always so excited. Episodes. That's actually just a number of weeks. We've done close to a thousand episodes. Yes. Yeah. Um, because we started the movie journal in what 2014 i think end of 2014 okay um so we do two episodes a week most weeks so i will say that uh, so i always feel a little bit uh, david as you know a little bit uh, maudlin uh when we do our every 50 and i one thing i do want to say is that you mentioned bruce from tweaked uh, he was our first ever sponsor we've had a lot of sponsors come and go tweaked has stuck with us mm-hmm. uh they've always been incredibly encouraging and supportive and that sort of thing uh always frankly <laughs> sending us samples if we wanted them uh you know uh, which is great and just uh and then i I met him uh, a couple years ago a few years ago at this point at the the pod fest and he was just so enthusiastic and excited to to meet me and it was just like they're just the people over at tweaks are really good uh really good people and so like listeners if you're looking for earbuds yeah get their earbuds support them we love the earbuds the the earbuds are available at a low low price at tweaktardio.com but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges so please uh do us a favor do bruce a favor go to tweaktardio.com use the offer code pretension okay it's time to commit 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hashtag me too. <laughs> yeah, uh, use the promo code me too. Uh, that's got to be somewhere, right? Yeah. Also subscribe to our Patreon. This week, 
Oh, if you ever wanted to get uh, uh, an inside look. Yeah, speaking and, of looking into yeah, somebody's and, personal and Ty- life. Now, you guys, the, the guests here, know that we are surrounded by Riddler figurines, because this is Tyler's uh, obsession. He's the Riddler. We did, uh, we did an episode all about his Riddler figurines over the Patreon. If yeah. you subscribe to the video, the Admiral-level Patreon, yeah. uh, you, can, you can get up close and personal yeah. with the... Uh, where's the... Um, is this called the Riddler Room? <laughs> it's Officially, it's called my office, but there really is nothing office-like nothing official about it Where's, um, okay so there's my favorite thing we saw right there is the the the, the i guess piggy bank type thing oh yes, that yes. Is a, a little bit sexy a little bit hot yeah like, absolutely uh, here i'll show you it doesn't look like a piggy bank immediately but it's but yeah oh yeah it's chiseled me, it's the thing about where they choose to cut off yeah. the bottom like it very much looks what i did what i'll repeat what yeah. i said on the patreon it looks like the cover of like a gay erotica novel like it's just a hint of pubis Ugh. right at the bottom yeah. of the, i had yeah. to edit this thing and i had to hear you say the word pubis like five times and i did I, not care no, i only for said it. it once you just had to edit yeah exactly okay. why oh, are you uh, putting me through this Anyway, so that's uh, uh, that's a hint of what you get on the Patreon. Yeah. That and somebody sent me the Riddler's Riddle book, and so we go through some of those, which ultimately wind up just being like really cheesy dad Cor- jokes. Who was the doctor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. All right, so uh, <laughs> they've already spoken uh, out of turn, but uh, it's very welcome, I guess. Uh, here to help us celebrate 650 weeks of battleship pretension are our good friends Susan Burke and Matt Peters. Welcome back to the show. Hi. Hello. Congratulations. Yeah, oh, congratulations. We just Thank didn't you. stop. Thanks, but yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot get canceled. <laughs> yeah. But you um, know what? We're not quitters. Yeah. There are a lot of quitters out there when they realize that, uh, like, oh, my podcast hasn't gotten popular. You know, you and I realize that. It has never then... It has stayed at around like seventy-five listeners, uh, and okay. uh, I, that's a joke. Being, by yeah, the way. That it's, yeah. yeah, it's more than that, but it's not. Uh, yeah, we're not. Uh, we're not like Conan O'Brien. Uh, oh, what it, it, the, he's the pioneer of the pioneer right? of yeah. podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck it. Who was that? Variety. Was it Variety? I don't remember. Oh, no wonder they fucking had to shutter their daily. <laughs> <laughs> With content like that, you can't keep going every Did day. Did they say that Conan O'Brien was the pioneer of podcasts? Or? Yeah, he was. Is it, was that the word they used? Was, yeah, uh, yeah. And it then was of course, pioneering a new wave yeah. of podcasting. Oh. Yeah. But, and then of course, Marin was on Conan's show, being like, "Look at what they said about you." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's delightful. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I can't remember what we were saying. We just do the podcast, and uh, yeah, it's lots of fun. Done it for six hundred fifty weeks. We were. Arclight and Blockbuster employees uh, uh, at the time that we yeah. started. Uh, one of those things doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, the other one uh, I can't afford anymore. Yeah. The other one I'm working on it. Which which Arclight <laughs> did you work at? Oh, there was only one the, at this oh, time. Was, so did you work with like Davy Johnson? Uh, no, I uh, no, I didn't yeah. even know that he worked there. I know that Jonah Ray worked Jonah there Ray, just, yeah. just before I did. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then um, cinematographer Andrew Reed. Uh, oh, yeah. Was actually a good friend of mine at the at the Arclight. He um, shoots all of um, Aaron Katz's Aaron, Aaron Katz's stuff. Like, uh, did you see Gemini last year? With uh, oh, yeah, he he, he shot that. Um, yeah, so that's the. I didn't see it. Yeah. I, I, that was a very like. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a, that's the perfect. That's the sound yeah. that you make. Like, oh, and then like, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna. Then just. What movie yeah. did you have on your name tag? Uh, Barton Fink. 
Oh, oh that's great a good movie. movie. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. Gemini? <laughs> no, but a bunch of uh, Peter Tensio worked there. Oh, I didn't know any of um, this. Yeah, that's what, because I never worked there, but I went there constantly for free <laughs> because oh, yeah. I spent oh, sure. people that worked there. And, um, and Davey and I would go, like, and I'd go when Davey was working, and, like, I just saw every, I mean, every single movie that came out I saw, like, during that time. Yeah. I saw that movie Sin City, like, four times. <laughs> okay, so that was definitely that, like, yeah. a year and a half. <laughs> that was 2005. A year and a half yeah, before I worked there. Yeah. Which is, like, I, a good movie, but it's not that good. But I was like, this is awesome. Oh, sure. Well, um, I was only there for three months in early 2007, um, so I was there when... Uh, what, what we were just talking about? You, what came out? The last Mimsy. The last Mimsy was a, was a big one, and yeah. I'm trying to think the stuff that you and I. 2007 was a great year. Yeah, I was in Zodiac came out. That was, that was yeah. actually a big but one. There will be blood came out. Um, yeah, that was after I because I was no, old fall. I saw I that there. Yeah. yeah, you and um, I saw Hot Fuzz together, uh, and yeah, the, that was and the right lookout. Oh, the lookout, yeah, and yeah. other things. And the host, sure. the host. We saw the host. Um, no country I was, for old men. Yeah. What's that? No country for old men. Again, I had already quit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I needed to get out of there before it. Spider-Man three. Uh, uh, you know. So oh, I, I saw Spider-Man three shift. at three in the morning there. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. exactly yeah. what I was yeah. trying to avoid. No, the funny thing is that I quit that job with no notice because. Okay, I'm going to tell a couple of PAs, like being new to, to Los Angeles and being a PA. I was a PA on a movie at the end of 2005 uh, called Beowulf. Uh, so Robert Zemeckis motion capture right. movie with uh, Ray Winston and a lot of other people. Uh, Angelina Jolie was in it. Um, I was not allowed to be uh, in the same room. There was, <laughs> my job as a PA. Was Ray Winston in the movie? Uh, yeah, Ray Winston. He was a great guy. Um, uh, John Malkovich also. Uh, I actually got to talk about, to John Malkovich and Ray Winston, Ray Winston a lot because they are both, or at least were at the time, cigarette smokers. And Robert Zemeckis hates cigarettes. And so for the the big like outdoor like lunch area he had them construct a very nice shaded patio for the smokers uh-huh. to go big just to keep them away hmm. so like it was and it didn't discriminate between being one of the stars of the movie and being one of the PAs. Anyone who smoked uh, would just go over there. It so is hang the out great with. equalizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have multiple like mornings, like six a.m. eating omelets because there was an omelet station every morning. That's what it's like to work to work on a Robert Zemeckis movie. Uh, there was an, like an omelet guy every morning and eating omelets with John Malkovich and having cigarettes. That's great. Is that um, the most famous guy you've ever smoked with? Uh, that's probably yeah. Is it the most famous guy you've ever eaten omelets with? Um, probably. Oh, you know who I, I, I didn't smoke with this person, uh, but um, just a couple of months ago I was at uh, the Lodge Room to see Bill Callahan. Oh, went out, yeah. Went out to have a cigarette. Kirsten Dunst is standing right next to me, uh, really? also taking a cigarette break with Jesse Plemons, who was not smoking. I think he was just keeping her company. They have good taste, uh, as yeah. do you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> his new uh, album is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so the PA, so I was on Beowulf, and there was this woman who was the the like script consultant. Where I, I can't not consult. What's the? I know the old timey Hollywood term is script girl, and I don't like that. But what are they called now? Script supervisor. Script supervisor yeah. is what it's called. It's, and it's um, usually a woman. Uh, yeah, no, but which is weird. It's weird. It's is. a weird thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah, I see her. Like she worked, in, and then she comes into the arc light while I'm working there. This is like a year and a half after. And uh, I was so mad at this at the time. Now I just roll my back. But I was like behind the counter. I'm like, oh, we work together on Beowulf. And she said the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. And look at you now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Wait, did she say it like in a jokey way? No. Or? 
she Ugh. was she was a mean lady a horrible person yeah um, wow. and then I quit the arc light last minute uh, because I got offered another PA job on a movie a a, a dance movie st- starring Hayden Panettiere which you've never heard of because it didn't happen I got I quit the job in such a way that the bosses were like we can't hire you back when you're quitting the day you're giving us no notice. Mm. You won't have a job yeah. at the Oracle anymore. And I was like, that's fine. I'm moving on to better things. <laughs> two and a half days I worked in this movie mm-hmm. and uh, Fox 2000 then canceled the movie. And two and a half days later, I was completely unemployed oh, boy. Uh, with, yeah, with no uh, recourse back to the Arclight. So those are two of my many, many Arclight stories. A lot of them also involve celebrities. Sure. You know, um, trying to think. Uh, Marissa Rabisi was in there all the time at, the, at that time. With uh, really? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, because it's, it's owned by Scientology. That's right, yes. Yeah. I probably made that connection at the time. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah do any just live there? Do any Scientologists live? Yeah. I don't think so. It's like, like, if you're on a low tier. That they don't just hire Scientologists. Like, like up in the air ducts and stuff, right. like the alien. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to let someone else talk soon, but the Scientology thing reminds me, I live very close, as in, like, one block over from the Church of Scientology of the Valley. It's a Uh big North Hollywood building. (laughs) And they, a couple years ago, I shouldn't say they, I don't know it's them, but a couple years ago, across the street from them, which backs up to my street, a a couple of houses got knocked down in a big... Apartment building went up next to the parking lot that is the parking lot for the Scientologists. I'm convinced that the Scientologists own this apartment building and that everyone is in there is a Scientologist because they won't talk to us. Yeah. Like, they have dogs and I have a dog and I'll be out walking my dog and I'll be like, good morning, or what's your dog's name? Nothing. I cannot get them to talk mm. to me. It's but that's boot. not Scientology... Uh, like behavior like sci- like from what okay. I've experienced is that Scientologists will talk to you and just try to sell you on Scientology but is that only when they're on the clock or are they always no, on the clock always. And they're always on the clock yeah. uh, and like it's a real like tactic of the Scientologists is like look people in the eyes when you're speaking to them now I'm oh, like okay. now I get Don't self-conscious blink. about yeah. yeah like and so if it's kind of a you'll realize you're talking to a Scientologist when they okay. just are like staring directly into your eyes that's what stop that's what fascinates me is, is uh, that idea like it's like you make sure you look people in the eye it's like <laughs> have you talked to people I, I don't yeah. look my wife in the eye it's very uncomfortable <laughs> and it's very uncomfortable to feel like someone and I, I mean I think maybe that's part of it is like make people uncomfortable make them feel like you're comfortable mm, yeah they're uncomfortable you're um, yeah, they're not so well Susan your thoughts here give credence to my, my wife's argument which is they're not Scientologists she just thinks the kind of people who bought move into brand new tacky luxury lofts are douchebags. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's all that's going a, on there. A bit of both. There are apartment buildings that are primarily owned by Scientologists, like near the, like the big blue Scientology center. Yeah, the celebrity center. That's uh, not the celebrity center. Oh, the big the, blue the, one. The big yeah. blue one. Which I used oh, to live right, down the street right, right. from yeah. my building was not owned. Former hospital, right? Yeah. Like, okay, and they yeah. have, like, and a bunch of Scientologists live inside there. And they're mm-hmm. the ones that, like, don't get paid. I just went sort of down, like, a Scientology hole, not as far as, like, checking it out. But just, like, Leah Ramini has uh, yeah, that, that, show. Hulu, that show that's available on Hulu. And then I, I listened to the audiobook of Going Clear. And, uh, and I was like, wow, this is just fascinating and what really gets me is like Scientology bought that church near you relatively recently 
Like in the last two, what, two, two or three years? No, it's been the Scientology building for a long time okay. now. We just they, talked about this in the podcast. Right. You just have a short memory. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been a Scientology building for a long time, but it was essentially, I think they were just, they slapped their name on it and were holding it for a while. And okay. it's only within the past two to three years that they actually remodeled it and okay. have regular events. Yeah, okay, yes. So that's what yes. I mean is that like they start actively doing something with it. And like when you're watching that show and then you're listening to the audiobook and watching the documentary you're just like I thought you guys were done like I thought like yeah. y- like membership is is super low but then you come to realize like they so much of their money it's like in, in its own way it's like Soviet Russia so much of their money when it goes into looking like they yeah. can compete looking like they are mm. as successful as they've ever been they're, they're, they're opening stuff all over the place despite having a worldwide membership of like 50,000 and and shrinking and so it's just it's it's fascinating to me just to see what they're projecting themselves as versus what they are reported to be my um my sister-in-law lives, uh, you know, they, Scientology has their own, like, movie studio out in the desert. Do you know mm-hmm. that? Oh, right. My, my sister-in-law lives right right near there. It, oh. it looks real shabby from the outside, but I don't know. <laughs> well, they bought know. that old PBS studio, too, in Silver Lake. Oh. That was, like, uh, okay. that, that's okay. It was just, like, a, it's a very small little studio, hmm. um, but it was a PBS station, and then it became a oh because now they have, just, they have their own like cable network yeah. oh now. yeah 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 oh, right. oh that's the funniest my brother was visiting my brother's you know not not a gullible guy at all he's a smart guy um but, but. yeah so <laughs> you wake visiting. up you've been up all night in front of the tv like <laughs> no he was visiting and um and and he like so, oh turned on the tv oh. is that a that's a firework. Oh, okay. You see, we're only a couple months out of Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, so, so, it's, so it's you know, good. people in this neighborhood, they Tyler is the cranky old man in his neighborhood. Oh, sorry. Is this fun for you? It's fine. It's go move to the country. Go go move to where the fucking. <laughs> I'm moving to the country. You need me a lot of peaches. <laughs> this is how I feel. <laughs> Look, cities are noisy. If you're gonna live in the city, it's gonna be noisy. All right. This is gonna get picked up though. Yeah. Oh, thank okay. God. But th- Wait, we, we record in a city. It's fine. Yeah. It's like a fucking, like, a, it's like taxi driver in here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what was I talking about? Uh, your brother, your brother becoming oh, yeah, a Scientologist. Yeah, yeah. So my right. brother was, was watching uh, the Scientology Network, and he was like, this is so weird. And I was like, this is the Scientology Network. And he was like, what? Like, Scientology has a network? And I was like, yeah, this is, you know. And he's like, my cable doesn't have that in Portland. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, I don't know our cable has it. And then I left the room, and I came back, and he was like, oh, my God. This, th- the news is saying that most Democrats, like, believe in communism? And I was like, you're watching the Russian. RT. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're watching RT. And my brother's really smart. Like, he's not. Yeah, just doesn't know how to work a remote. <laughs> just, he just got, like, caught in the, like, yeah. just the, like, oh, we hope you have dementia. Because if so, we're going to really fuck your world up. Um, like, the, that those channels. Yeah. I remember uh, many years ago, uh, I remember, uh, David, I think I was, for, for whatever reason, I was visiting you, like, in St. Louis or something like that, and I think my, like, my dad and I were, like, staying at your grandma's house or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Is that what it was? Okay. And so I was up late, and I was watching TV, and 
like the local like public access channel uh, I landed on that and uh, it was like 3 a.m. and so I'm just watching like it's just pleasant scenes of nature and then crossfade to a guy hailing Hitler literally and just oh, and, wow. and he oh had like and he and then he just started ranting and I was like and at first again not unlike uh, not unlike Scientology I just thought like well uh, no like this isn't these people aren't like this overt about it right like and then uh, he's like no I guess uh, I guess it's public That's access public and access. He, he, you can do it yeah he got his uh, his 30 minutes and it was just him by himself just ranting about uh, you know well yeah. the Jews I guess um uh, you seem to attract that, by the way. <laughs> that's, no, that's a story for off mic. Yeah. Like, allow that, though. Don't you have to, like, give... But, I mean, it's government airwaves, so they have to... They have to... I think as long as it's within legal bounds, they have to air it. I, yeah, but yeah. didn't that hate speech? Like, I mean, I know that that's a, that's a whole conversation about, like... Right. You know, and admittedly, this was a while ago. Yeah. This was, like, 2000... Okay. I thought you were going to so say, admittedly, this was Missouri, and I was going to get... Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was 1920. <laughs> no. Also, I... <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're, uh, yeah. we're like, uh, demigods. Um, <laughs> we can't be killed. And it wasn't public access. It was actually a barn that you went to to watch a yeah. picture show. <laughs> Thank you for saying picture show. That's delightful. Uh, do you know what I miss about uh, St. Louis television? What's uh, that? The commercials for dirt cheap cigarettes, beer, and liquor, uh, which is a, a, a local sort of liquor. Like a, imagine a like a, a, a target sized, almost target sized, like liquor store. It's a huge liquor store. Wow. It's very cheap, and their whole thing. So their mascot is a guy in a really shitty looking chicken costume who goes, oh, I was it was going to be dirt no, <laughs> he goes looks like a big mouth fun fun yeah. but then the guy who owns it his tagline at the end with the thickest like St. Louis almost Chicago accent you've ever heard goes dirt cheap cigarettes beer and liquor the last refuge of a persecuted smoker uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss oh, that guy he's man. probably dead by the now. last refuge the last refuge <laughs> of a persecuted smoker <laughs> no <laughs> more so so odd obviously bitter about yeah. things yeah it's <laughs> so like you know that like they cut and he immediately launched into like his ex-wife and just oh, yeah. <laughs> life and gone poorly so how have you guys been yeah what's up <laughs> i forget <laughs> uh yeah we made you guys like come over here and get a babysitter so that you could listen to me reminisce about working at the arc and watching <laughs> television in st louis well no, now i'm gonna you... look up that dirt cheap cigarettes yeah, being like amazing yeah. yeah i used to get like cartons of cigarettes from dirtcheapcigs.com oh yeah they'd oh and they come like, from russia, russia yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. it'd wow. take like months to arrive <laughs> Oh, they're pretty when cheap, they showed though. up. Sure yeah, enough, they're cheap morning. You had quit every time. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I made it past that, like, 60-day hurdle. Like, I got, and then they'd arrive, and you'd be like, oh. Yeah. So it's like, well, wow. I'm just wasting money if <laughs> I don't yeah, start. Yeah, I got it, okay. <laughs> they, they did taste weird. I could see that. Kind of like dirt. Yeah. I'm old. still smoking, though. Still got it. Still got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <clears throat> So what else has been going on with you guys? Oh. <laughs> Still smoking. Right. After all these years. Um, nice. Damn right. <laughs> good. We're good. We're, what's going on? What's going on? Good. Well, yeah, we're we were parents, saying earlier that, yeah, yeah we're, our son just started preschool. Congratulations. That's dominating our life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. 
he doesn't. He, yeah, like he, he doesn't it. like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's tough. Uh, yeah. So I have a friend who has just two of the most adorable. I'm a sucker for like a little kid in glasses. Like that's just the cutest oh, thing yeah, in the world. Yeah. And so this uh, kid named uh, Theo just. I'm obsessed with like videos of him like reading books and just like pointing at a at a, a like look how funny this octopus is stuff like that uh, and so he just went to school for the first time and apparently uh, got back and immediately said that was the best day of my life oh, wow. like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's you know it's all downhill from there but see I'm actually <laughs> but aren't his parents like took you to the zoo yeah that was I'm glad that that's not Alistair's reaction because it's like he he gets so I mean I don't want him to be sad either I want him to enjoy school which he will like eventually we'll make him no yeah, but, make him. but it's like you know like just everything that I've read about like you know he is just like separation anxiety and like he got used to his daycare but he had really bad separation anxiety when he started there and it's like because he loves us he wants to hang out with us mm. all the time and when he's around like these new people he doesn't feel comfortable but then he'll also come home and cry and like have meltdowns because he feels comfortable around us and he doesn't feel comfortable on them. Mm. So it's like, right. it's it's very sad, and I, I don't want him to be sad at all, but I'm glad that he, like, trusts me. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, I mean, he should. I'm his yeah. mom, but, you know, like, it's like, well, I'm glad that, that he at least, like, loves us and wants to be with us now at, at age three. I'm sure that'll be different at age 13 or whatever, but... Yeah, that's... that. that I, I, I don't have kids, obviously. My friend's kids, I'm... I'm the only one looking forward to them being teenagers. No one else is like, oh, I can't. But I'm like, I'm looking forward to your kid being a person who has opinions of their own on the world right, <laughs> that right, I can, right. uh, you know, talk with or probably argue with. I remember getting into a, an argument with my nephew about the Spy Kids franchise, uh, and I was like, <laughs> he's so wrong. But I was like, I'm glad he's finally, we're, we're, we're finally talking movies. <laughs> so, it, was it a situation where? So, how old is he now? Now he's 14. He's four. Okay, and now he's a cool skateboarder kid, which I tried to. Right. I think I talked about this in the podcast like, a couple weekends ago. I tried to. Uh, they tried to teach me how to how to skateboard, and uh, that's how I got. Oh. This is nothing now, but it was a big thing there. I bruised a rib. Yeah. I, uh, oh, I was all yeah. My entire I was like my entire right side was a bruise. Yeah. It was grotesque. Uh, yeah. yeah. And um, the effort is so much worse than the injury. <laughs> 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 you think I'm cool? But I yeah. hate that. That and so, especially yeah. when ta- like that Spy Kids thing is fascinating to me. Like, you know, I was I've never been cool ever, uh, and I think I've given up on the notion of being cool. But I also the closest I could come was some level of like you know deta- hip detachment sure. from things. And just like the movies that I would not let myself enjoy, or if I did enjoy them, I would not admit that I enjoyed them as as much as I did. Uh, I feel it's just I, I look back on it now and I was like, that's such wasted energy. I could have just let myself like the stuff I liked. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's my know. entire twenties. Yeah, basically. it's yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, like, no, I have, like, yeah, because I also have, uh, I mean, I, in retrospect, I think I've always been cool, but I wasn't popular. <laughs> um, and so there are times, like, there are a couple of years of middle school where I'm like, why didn't I just sit at lunch with the kids 
that I had the same interest at? Why was I always trying to like sit closer to the kids who I thought were cool because they had fucking I don't know Metallica T-shirts on or whatever, you know? Um, because I like Metallica, but I wasn't sure. as cool as the Metallica kids, so I wow. should have just talked with the kids who I don't know wore uh, T-shirts tucked into shorts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have I would have been more at ease with that. It's a real interesting school that I'm picturing that there's just two halves. There's only, uh, there's no one in between. It's all Metallica or shirts tucked into shorts. Yeah. Yeah, no Metallica shirts tucked into shorts. No way. I went from being, like, as a, like, younger kid, I was, like, very weird and, like, said I was, like, half boy, half girl. And, like, I was, and I was just, like, looking back like I was teased a lot and it's like yeah I get it like I get why I was teased like I shouldn't have been like those kids were mean but like also like I was very weird to like but being this like kind of weird kid and I was like chubby and I got teased for that and then like the total like then like between 6th and 7th grade like physically changed a whole lot and then just became like fuck you (laughs) and it was like but then it was like I was like popular but I was like, I don't want to be fucking popular. You only like me because, like, I'm pretty. sexy. Ew. <laughs> sexy. I guess. I guess We're I married. Won't. Yeah, I know, but I was like... Yeah, but now you're talking about how an underage girl is sexy. <laughs> but, no, but it was just like... But this, it's okay like, if you marry her. It was this huge... Right? Oh, boy. <laughs> it really made me realize, like, oh, people are awful. Like, I hate... But now I, I, I have more faith in humanity now than mm, I did at 13. Is that true? I do. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no. I mean, I, I I believe that that a lot of people are awful, but I think that that you know most people are. are That's nice. I don't know if most people are all right. I think like at least half the people are okay. Hmm. Uh, I think everyone is Boy. capable of being okay. I think most people aren't, including myself, most of the time. Sure. I could be very petty. Uh, and I can be very down on myself and take it out on the people. I can be very judgmental, uh, which is probably a defense mechanism I learned from years of not being popular. Right. And then, like, getting, like, and then what happened, the thing that made me comfortable with myself is also the thing that made me a fucking asshole, which is that I discovered punk rock. And I was like, now I've, I'm listening to the music that I should have been listening to like I feel like myself and also I'm looking down on all these other motherfuckers and their fucking 311 t-shirts yeah. and <laughs> fuck them they don't know about I don't know bad religion or whatever I thought was the coolest thing in the world at the time <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's probably a lot of crossover fans of 311 I can assure you there is a lot I don't think it, in my within my circles you couldn't even listen to two different types of punk rock like we were very self-policing type of punk rock assholes you know like that's not like very you know being very like the jawbreaker song you know you're not punk and i'm telling everyone mm-hmm. that's uh. exactly who like me and my friends were like very gatekeepery about what is and punk what, and isn't like socal like it? orange county uh, style punk or what's that? at the time like the 90s like epitaph fat records like that kind of thing. <laughs> that's, that's what i started getting into but then like i really became uh um uh, even more obnoxious later in high school when I got into like the Crypt Records and like the um, like the garage punk type stuff and I was like oh this the Oblivions yeah. the Oblivions yeah. are cool the Headcoats that's cool and now I'm looking down on the people who were listening to the uh, uh, Funeral Oration record that right. I was listening to last year which uh, now I'm you know I've 
chilled out and I realized that Oblivion's and Funeral Oration were both good bands. Um, but I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. I feel like you're well, the Oblivion's just speaking yeah. in code right now. No, I, know, <laughs> yeah. I, know, I, know. I was I was a punker as a child as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which is but I it's weird. Casper, Wyoming is like a huge like well it's it's a very small town. Uh, or medium-sized town, but uh, punk rock is pretty much the only subculture that okay. exists there. So it's like you're either, you know, like a shitty, you know, like jock, like hardcore Republican person or like live on a ranch or punk rock, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like my best friend um, is still like she's in a punk rock band and she still lives there, but they like w- with her husband and they like tour all over like and then go back. They live there. And um, um, it's really interesting because I I'm not nearly as into punk as I was, you know, grow- I mean, growing up. And, but it's not like it's like I still have appreciation, but like my the punk I like just like mellowed too. like it's yeah. like I'm really into like the buzzcocks now, sure, and, like yeah. you know, like just more like stuff that you know that probably isn't considered punk to punks but yeah I've gone the opposite I don't listen to as much punk I've gone way metal now you listen to metal a lot uh, a lot <laughs> of metal Bill Callahan uh, yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah I, yeah yeah yeah, and I listen to Pine Grove. It's like Pine Grove <laughs> and Bill Callahan and uh, and a tomb. I don't even know what Pine um, Grove is, other than the guy is a total piece of shit. Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> My chair is squeaking, by the way, and so like every time I move, okay. yeah, it happens. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even notice. Uh, I just thought it was more noise from Tyler's raucous neighborhood. Uh, Are we going to talk about movies? <laughs> if you want we to, can, if you like. <laughs> Have you guys seen any good movies lately? No. Oh well, yeah, I, you have a very young child. Yeah, why, the yeah. last the last movie I saw was The Lion King that we had to leave because it's too scary. Hmm. <laughs> Which I, it's kind of a scary. I didn't see the new one. I guess I, I could see that. Yeah. Did like you see it? I mean, I did. Yeah, I really. I thought, I thought it was fine. Like. I despise it. Did you? <laughs> yeah. But I'm not. I have no like love loss for the original Lion King. Do you? Hmm. Do you? Um, I, you know what? I mean. I appreciate it, and I actually appreciate it a lot more now uh, because I saw the the right. new one, and you realize just how vital the different type of an- types of animation are. That like it's like, oh, I'm watching Scar, and uh, he looks really angry. No, he doesn't look angry. He sounds angry. He looks like every other cat, which is blank faced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. whereas in the in the original animated. You know, Mufasa has a very specific look to him, and Scar has another look, and they can be very emotive and all that. And uh, that's that's why when I say I despise it, it's not necessarily because of the execution. It's that like it was misguided from the start by taking this really beautiful and magical and imaginative film, and then be like, let's make it more realistic and thus much less memorable. Right. Uh, I was like, what? what? I guess once you're committed, you got to follow through. And of course, they made a ton of money, but yeah. it's just like yeah. this is just seemed like an experiment. And that's what that's what our kid said. And that's yeah, that's why he wanted to leave. Actually, it wasn't that it was scary. He was like, "It's scary that people are calling." Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. This gets this kind of cash grab yeah. gets made. No, but I, I can see that. Like the one thing that I think they did correctly in a redo was like casting like black actors sure. as you know like it because it, just the, the fact that it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas mm-hmm. and Matthew Broderick 
Matthew Broderick. And Matthew, Matthew Broderick, right. Yeah. Like, that's, you can't get more white than that. Like, Matthew Broderick <laughs> as the Lion King? It's like, pretty, that's. Yeah. And yeah. I love Matthew Broderick, but, like, he's, like, the most, like, white dude yeah. imaginable. And that's, so, like, I think Donald Glover is, like, a, a more suitable yeah. Lion King. Yeah. But that's about, like, I. I really have like no like there's Disney movies I like but I'm definitely not like a Disney person like yeah. so it's just like what I don't care if they remake Disney movies like it doesn't matter if it's good if it's yeah. bad I'm not opposed to the concept of remakes yeah. like it's especially to me it's like if you bring something new to it like mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella from a few years ago I really liked it that was Kenneth Branagh yeah yeah that was a, that was a good one I like that movie um, and I feel like he actually did do some new stuff with it especially with the villain uh, but you know, if you're if it's literally just a sort of a cash grab situation, and I don't like to use that term because I think it's just too inherently dismissive. But at the same he's time, three. <laughs> he's three. He's <laughs> three. I'm sorry. Well, you know, <laughs> um, but I also don't like the term he'll cash be, grab. Around five or six, he'll okay, start to be yeah, a little yeah. bit more nuanced yeah. in his yeah. opinions. Not so reductive. Um, but yeah, cash grab. Whenever people dismiss like a Disney movie as a cash grab, it's like, are you implying that there are any movies that Disney has made that they're not making for profit. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. It seems they're like not they're, in it for the art, and yeah, like exactly. haven't been for m- maybe ever. You yeah, know, maybe ever. I don't maybe know. Maybe ever. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, like I would say, the company obviously right. is is that, but there are individual oh, directors and stuff that I think are like, all right, well. Within the framework of Disney, I think I can still do something here. Oh, sure. So, but yeah, it's, uh, but Disney greenlights things because they think they, w- they will make money. Yeah, sure. And they so. don't greenlight things because they yeah. don't think it will make money. Just like all yeah. studios, that's what yeah. they do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, uh, pretty like everyone i'm pretty furious at disney right now because they're too big yeah uh, and they bought fox and um they apparently have little to no plan at all for the fox library so there are like these great old you know pre-code movies and westerns and all these things mm-hmm. that that, that, that call the crime these crime movies uh that disney like i think didn't really like i feel like disney bought fox to get their franchises yeah and like didn't think like what are we going to do with this library and so they're just like it seems like they're just sitting on it for now it's not going to be on Disney Plus Uh, I don't know they did buy Hulu I wonder if they are going to have the more because Disney Plus is meant for families I wonder if they'll save the more adult content for Hulu Hulu. that would be interesting does Hulu still have the whole like or almost all the Criterion movies no because Criterion has its own thing now yeah oh well first Criterion so Criterion left Hulu to go to Filmstruck and then Warner Brothers uh, destroyed Filmstruck, mm-hmm. uh, slit his throat while it slept. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, I'm still bitter about it. Uh, You're so and, fucking punk rock, man. And then, um, yeah, now there's the Criterion channel, which is pretty great. Is it a, so it's a streaming service? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it includes... Um, the entire library? All the stuff they still have the rights to, because uh, obviously there's stuff like, they don't have RoboCop, you know, they had RoboCop, they put it out, they right. don't still have that. So all the stuff they still have the rights to, it, it's is streaming, including a bunch of stuff that they have yet to release on disc. Oh. Oh, wow. on there um, and so many euros pooping and peeing on yeah. each other in that connection <laughs> yeah. by the way that's, <laughs> it's like so many Criterion movies are just um, gross 
and all the special features, which is even more of that. More. Yeah. That's puking on Sold me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's the thing is, it's just a bunch of outtakes. Like, these, a, like the actors are <laughs> pooping and puking and like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Did it, can we keep rolling? <laughs> just, for, just forget me. I'm just, I've got the giggles today. No, but that is if you're like, I'm just going to watch this random Criterion movie. Like you might, it might be. Yeah, that, that like, yeah, sweet movie. Yeah, sweet movie. Don't watch which one? So this movie called, called Sweet, Sweet movie? movie. Sweet movie. It's, an, it's ironically like, titled. Oh, it's maybe right. the most offensive movie I've, I mean, I've ever seen. And oh like, boy! It just, I had to stop watching it. I'm looking it up. Yeah, and I'm it, very but curious. I'm, but I'm kind of easily offended. Like I oh, might, okay. I might tell you how punk I am, but like <laughs> things that like, I, yeah, like so it's it was very troubling. I don't like it. Is it because the, the the only stuff that bothers me truly is stuff that's if it's like unsimulated animal cruelty. Like I've, I've never seen cannibal Holocaust cause they like, All right, no, let's, I don't want to see any of that. Stuff. No, it's, it does not talk about it anymore, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, yeah, I think there's a few movies in the criterion, but then obviously there's like some of the greatest movies. Ever. Yeah. It's cannibal Holocaust and criterion. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> it's, okay. Yeah. I'm actually surprised it's yeah. not. I keep sending them the letters. But, yeah. <laughs> I actually prefer Cannibal Ferox. <laughs> Let them die slowly. Um, but no, we've seen, we've seen a couple of good movies. We saw. What do you mean, recently? Yes, or just recently. in general? In general. <laughs> what watched. have we seen? Um, we saw Riley's movie. Yeah, The Art of Self Defense. Yeah. See that? That's um, that was good. You didn't. Okay. I saw him. <laughs> Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, I like great. that a lot. Seen that yeah. twice now, yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. I, I instantly it. wanted to watch it again. Yeah. 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 I think it, that, yeah, if I didn't have a kid, I probably would have seen that movie like four or five times by now. Did you, did you, because the second, the first time I saw it at the Arclight, my old stomping grounds, um, <laughs> and then the second time I went to the New Beverly, uh, that's the way to see it at his theater, because they, did you guys see it there? No. No. So the first, they show like the trailer for the Wrecking Crew, which is the Sharon Tate movie. Uh-huh. movie. They show the trailer for CC and Company, which is the trailer that she sees before the Wrecking awesome. Crew. And then they also show this, the one scene you see of Bounty Law, his show uh-huh. with Michael Madsen. They show the full version of oh, that scene, like awesome. all, cut, all cut together. Huh. Uh, it's really cool. That, that's how they start that. I don't like the theater itself of the new Beverly, though. Well, have like, you been since it was re- renovated? I mean, it's not that different, but the I seats guess are a little more comfortable. Okay, it's been a while. I think it's just, it's not that a screen being bigger means it's inherently better, but like when I think of that theater, I think of a long theater and a fairly small screen at the end of it. It's a pretty small screen, yeah. Um, and I think that's just something that like, aside from just the fact of going to the New Beverly it just didn't have much appeal for me unless you're seeing additional stuff there that you literally can't see anywhere else. But just like I like I saw I saw uh, once upon a time on like an AMC screen and it was big and beautiful. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, ah, I'm glad I'm seeing it like this. But I know that's makes me kind of a sellout. I'm not nearly <laughs> punk, punk rock enough. The first night I saw the first time I saw it was opening weekend, not opening night. It was opening weekend at the Arclight. And I don't know when was the last time you guys were at the Arclight. Because when I when I worked uh, there recently, um, I don't know if I mentioned that I worked at the Arclight, um, <laughs> but when I worked there, there was the upstairs bar, and there was the one theater. Theater eight was the one you could bring drinks into. Now, not only can you bring drinks in everywhere, but during busy nights, they set up another upstairs bar. Oh, do they? Just really? like you know, when you come to the top of the steps, people non Angelinos are like so bored right now. When you come to the top of the steps, there's 
kind of that there's the bathrooms to the right and the concession there's kind of like a big area mm-hmm. like an open area they have like a stand-up like a bar you would see at like a like a, a wedding or something <laughs> like just a, a, bar, a temporary bar there on busy nights and so uh people were fucking drunk <laughs> and that's it was drag. Oh, that's annoying it was i mean it was the movie's good enough that it that i didn't mind that much but the woman in front of us so the guy next to me was drunk and not only was talking to his wife the entire time but he was talking with his hands so it was a lot of like gesturing <laughs> oh, next to me but then the woman in front of us two things that cracked me up so when when uh, uh, Julia Butters is a young girl uh, in the movie when she has her whole like scene I don't like names like Pumpkin Puss or whatever she the woman in front of us of course did the Yes Queen uh-huh. um, but the one uh. er, earlier than that the one that was super embarrassing was when Brad Pitt like scales the house and takes off his shirt she goes Okay Brad <laughs> that's no that's good. great that's pretty yeah. good I want that woman to be in yeah it was yeah there's a woman at the, the screening that we went to there was a woman in the back that. Um, just was like <gasps> just <laughs> <the> most audible <laughs> gasp and then everybody snickered <laughs> oh this is my new favorite uh, or at least for a couple days I got you know Tyler you went down Scientology rabbit holes mm-hmm. I went down the rabbit hole of reading like Twitter and Reddit reactions from young people who didn't know anything about no. Charles Manson or Sharon Tate. What? Who saw the movie it's so fascinating um, because one guy was saying like Man, they're so jaded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One guy was like, I thought it was weird that she was trying to scam a ticket to the movie by saying she was in the movie because because it's Sharon Tate in the movie and Margot Robbie. If you don't know that, I guess it looks like it's two different people. Yeah. Um, But then the second time I saw it, I guess there were some people behind us who were very similar because about halfway through the whole Spawn Ranch scene, uh, when well, I think when like Lena Dunham's like uh, introducing everyone to Brad Pitt, the guy behind me turned next to it, turns to his friend and goes, "It's a cult." <laughs> 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 I heard somebody say that once at a Channel One Hundred One screening. An old man. <laughs> and they <laughs> were that was very accurate. Yeah, I feel bad for saying that. <laughs> that did happen. And it was really funny. Yeah, I don't think you should feel bad. Yeah, it I is. It's. Uh, so being a teacher now um and dealing with much like people that are half my age is interesting um because it's hard not to like i don't want to seem like just a crotchety old man be like ah kids don't know anything but like i remember i was showing a, a a clip from all the president's men and I was sort of describing like ways to interpret the camera work and that sort of thing and uh and I think only one of my students in like a 30 person class knew what Watergate was. What? Yeah. Wait, don't you teach college? Mm hmm. Whoa, my community college. <laughs> but still. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, be- I actually really like teaching community college. But uh, yeah, and it was just like, like I mean, you know, I, I feel like in an American history class, you would at least touch on like, the only president to ever resign. Yeah, that in wasn't disgrace. that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the thing is maybe they don't teach that much like recent history. Maybe right. it's all like World War Two and maybe Vietnam, um, along with maybe some more recent stuff like September 11th or something like that. But uh, and so I had to like, all right. Well, in order to discuss the clip, I now need to tell them about Watergate. And uh, and then when I did, one one guy who was, he didn't say this, like, I, I wasn't upset uh, that he said this, but um, 
he was really fascinated by me telling the story of Watergate, which happened before I was born as well. Right. Um, and he goes, is that true? Like all that happened? And I was like, yeah, it's all there. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that was like, okay, now, now I'm, I, I felt old, but I also felt like, but I knew what Watergate was. Yeah. Right. You know, they at least were familiar, familiar with the name Richard Nixon. They knew that there was a president named Richard Nixon. That's, That's it. it. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No real association with him or anything like that. Huh. So it was <laughs> the, the look of disgust on your face, your face, your face, your face is formulating a curriculum for his son. Like, sure. <laughs> here are the things I'm going to make sure. He already knows who Nixon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm going to be like, I'm going to teach you everything about the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to know Lenny Bruce routines by heart. This kid is. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. already does. <laughs> but then, uh, but in, in the classes this week, um, I asked, you know, the students, what is the most recent film you've seen? A number of them said once upon a time in Hollywood. And so I said, okay, those that have seen it, do you know the, what's going on with Sh- Charles Manson and Sharon Taylor? Like, do you know that? And they said, and many of them said they knew going in, and then some people said they didn't know, and so they looked it up afterwards. But yeah, so it's. Uh, and, but I do also wonder, it's like, if I weren't a movie person, would I have known the first? Uh, like, I knew who Charles Manson was since I was like a kid, yeah. But I didn't know what he did. Uh, okay. I would have. I was probably familiar with said, the name. I knew that it was a killer, but I wouldn't like. I would have said, no, "Oh, no, he no, technically no." Exactly. But yeah, there definitely was a time when I thought, "Oh, Charles Manson is in prison because he killed people." Right. And there was, yeah. I do remember there was a time when I learned, like, "Oh, someone else did." Yeah. Like, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I, I can't right. remember that that rev- yeah. revelation. His was just a name that I associated with, like, "Oh, that's a killer." Yeah. And that was it. And then you get older and maybe you just learn more about him in general, but then also just as a function of Roman Polanski, Sharon Tate, like, oh, okay, now I know a lot more about this just because for a while I found I really like Polanski's films, and I still do like a lot of his films. And so, like, then you dig into his life and just the events that led up to some of his choices, and uh, and there's that one. And you're like, oh, shit, yeah. that's pretty rough. Um so yeah, it's, it's there are some things that I feel like I'm okay with people not necessarily knowing about. I'm okay with it. Um, what was that? I'm okay with all of it. I don't have the high hopes for civilization. <laughs> that's, right, that's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe I was. Uh, to me, history starts at Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Surely, Manson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have said Marilyn Manson. It's weird. No, that Charlie I... Manson was good. <laughs> um, so, uh, speaking of movies, which we, I guess, kind of are. Um, I think we're, we're knee deep in it. That's oh man, we're in the thick of it now. Yeah. Um, what have you guys been? Sorry, this is a very interview question, but also like I haven't seen you guys for a while. So, what have uh, what have you guys been working on lately? Aside from trying not to screw yeah. this kid up. Yeah, I mean that, and I feel like I've just been in a lot of um, waiting on things, mm-hmm. and then having it seem like oh this is going to happen, and then like oh never mind, no it's not, and then yeah, so mm-hmm. a whole lot of that, um, and trying to be optimistic about that still about like new things that are hopefully going to happen 
and Man, I need you for a life coach. You, you got all this optimism. <laughs> I, I mean, that's hope and th- this is she's taken. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'm a very I I'm, I I don't think I'm that optimistic. Like I think I'm talented, so I think I should work. Oh, yeah. um, I think people should want to buy stuff that I write, um, and uh, and I don't think I should be trying to write like shitty horror movies because I don't really want to do that. You know. Um, okay. I like I like horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know. Uh, and I think that, but that is the thing of being parents, of being a parent too, is like, I don't want to make like darkness, you know, oh. like I, and I feel like there's so much darkness in the world that like, even though I'm a huge like horror fan, like I don't necessarily want like to be, you know, like a, a person that like puts out a whole lot of, hmm. you know, like dark things. I, I want things that are not ne- necessarily like, you know, touched by an angel. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, I've been working on Touch by an Angel, <laughs> part two. Yeah, what a cash grab. Um, yeah. It's, it's a movie, not a show, okay. which is the first. It's That's why it's part two. Yeah, but you're and using the brand. Yeah. yeah. And it's a hard <laughs> art. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Della Reese squirting. No. Oh, oh, terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you cut back? Uh, I can. I'm okay. not going <laughs> to. No, but I mean, I like I like to work on weird stuff. I like to, But I think I do like ultimately want to be a positive influence on the world. Well, that's great. <laughs> it's, it is something that you that you hear like actors and, and directors say like, oh, I wanted to make something that my kids could watch. Not even you know? something that my kids could watch. Just not something that... I mean, I just don't want to make stuff that, that are big bombers. Like, I... I not even bummers. I'm cool with bummers. I'm cool with bummers if they like make people think. But I don't want to make stuff that's just like pointlessly like, like nihilistic. Nihilistic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I feel like there's there's a lot of dark shit in the world. Yeah. You know that I don't want to make more dark shit. That's great. Uh, yeah, I'm way too prone to throwing my hands in the air. Um, <laughs> I should I should try to be more. I, I feel like I want what you want for the world is what I want for like my friends I want my friends to be in a good place I want them to think well of me I want us to get along well I'm and then I, very uh, popular so like the world <laughs> right, that's true. is my friends that's true I, yeah I can only dream of that kind no. of the world is I'm my friends it's <laughs> <laughs> oh. a good slogan yeah, I'm write that. That's gonna be the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I've told the story before, but uh, it's on my mind now because uh, this this friend actually uh, just texted me um, that uh, a while ago he said he goes, "Hey, I uh, I used your line the other day," and it's like. What? He goes, you're lying. You know, like that thing that you say. I was like, I don't know what you're saying. He goes, well, the other day, I sa- he goes, I said, I don't have the fucking energy for this. And I was like, is that my line? And he goes, well, you do say it a lot. And so, and so I'm like, okay. So I guess that's who I'm becoming without realizing it. And that was Danny a- Glover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so it's, uh, I wouldn't say it was a wake up call, but it's more like, okay, so that's, that's who I am now. Just kind of sort of like Danny Glover, but he still had some hope. I'm more like the corrupt cop that they have to fight against uh, in order to get something done. Cause he gave up a long time. Oh, ago. you're John Hurt on the Sopranos. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sad. Is it sad because the character died or because John Hurt has died? Oh, I don't care about the real people. <laughs> 
This is a complete 180. Character, I know. Susan, you've been presenting this. I've just been, I've been fooling you. Well, that's the thing. Once the person is dead, oh, fuck them. But she still has hope for the next generation. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, why waste your energy? Exactly. No, but I mean, it's not like he died in a sad way. Did he? No. The real John Hurd. Yeah. I don't know. No, he just. Because the character yeah, that, jumped off of it. Yeah, overpass. that was very sad. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how John, John Hurd died. just died like. Are you looking it up? Yes. This show is morbid. Um, this show? Yeah. This episode, yeah. Yeah. Although, you know what? You're show. welcome. Uh, cut that, please. <laughs> that <one cut. laughs> uh, no, Matt. At all. <laughs> with, with that character, I think the one thing that. Okay, it bums me out that he died, but I think it also bums me out. Like, they could have gotten so much more out of him. Like, the, he, he was gone after, in the first season, right? Is it the first season? It's really early. Well, he comes back in, in, the, in the test stream, the episode Which the I love. Stream. Yeah. That's such a wonderful choice, but I just feel like that character could have been really well utilized in, in later seasons. But, you know, maybe they didn't think they were going to get picked up by HBO. And they're like, let's get this guy out now. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're going down it. Like if you start talking about the Sopranos, the episode could just Becomes be about the Sopranos. Yes, because yeah. I, I could talk about it forever. Um, yeah, we yeah we did a for the Patreon. We did a mailbag episode recently in which the la- like we had three minutes left and there was a question about fast food and then I talked for ten minutes <laughs> without stopping because it's a passion of mine. <laughs> My friend Jennifer has watched the Sopranos like seven times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like she's just watched it. I was, oh, she's, she's your friend too, Matt, but she's, she's, Thanks. she's more better. My friend, I'm just going to talk like more friend. better. Your friend. Not, someone who doesn't speak, not even English, yeah. <laughs> a second language, but like earthling as a second yeah. language. Um, no, but she's, uh, I'm, I'm better friends with her. She's my friend first. And now she's your friend. And I understand she likes the Sopranos a lot. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. You didn't even, it. it's yeah, like you, you don't know her know at all. No, but she's, yeah, she's watched it so many times. And like, yeah, and she gets uh, like so emotionally invested in each time. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I've only got three times all the way through, but there are certain episodes that I've certainly revisited multiple times. Same with like Buffy and Angel. I have, the same. Uh, I have a hard time with, I've watched The Sopranos twice, and I love it. It's an amazing show. But I think there's something about, like, whether it be Goodfellas or Sopranos, like, there's something about mob stuff. I find it so not just stressful, but I think there's a there's mm-hmm. a darkness to it yeah. that I'm like, I'm engaging with a very dark side of humanity. And granted, The Sopranos really does a good job of humanizing without... Uh, you know, endorsing their actions. Right. Uh, but it is one of those things I'm like, I, I usually need like a rest mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. after mm-hmm. that, after any of that kind of thing. It's tough to binge, to binge watch that show. Like we, we went through a, yeah, the we entire were. series in one stretch and the sense well, of not dread. Stretch. <laughs> well, I mean, it went, it was, it was a few months. <laughs> yeah. It's a couple months. Where yeah. We, we, it took us a few months. Of but, watching, yeah. Like, I really yeah. felt, felt, it d- no, it does. Like it, like, and that's the thing. Like, I think that being in the world of like working on a show like that, which like it's no. it's so it's such a like profound and beautiful show. But like, yeah, like that. It's like it's the worst parts of humanity, you know. Yeah. And like having yeah. to look at that every single day would just be a bummer. Like, and, oh, just go ahead. No, no, that's. And I think 
one thing that the show did really well is they bring you so much into the mindset of these characters that after a while their char- their actions seem kind of acceptable. Right. And then every usually like once or twice a season they would do something so monstrous. Uh, the one that always gets me is that the waiter. Like oh yeah, when Christopher cannot tip the waiter, and then he confronts him. And then I think they just like punch him and they hit him with a brick. They hit him with a brick. And at that point it's like, okay, well now we're committed. And so then they just shoot him. Yeah. And it's like, this is just a guy, Mm -hmm. but like, and the The moments like that is like, okay, yes. Now, as long as we're talking about these disturbing moments in the Sopranos in the second to last episode, when, when Silvio gets hit and the two New York guys peel out of the, the, the bottom being parking lot, they, the, some guy who happens to be on a motorcycle gets like knocked off his motorcycle and run over by a car. Just some, yeah. some civilian gets killed yeah. uh, because of them peeling out of it. Yeah. That's and they would all, yeah, I like that they would do that, that stuff to remind you that this, you know, this doesn't happen in a, in a, in a vacuum. These people are monsters. And, it, and it's very important, but it's still, I think like there were still people that were like, Tony Soprano so cool, yeah. you know? And like that, that I don't understand that. Cause I understand like people thinking like Don Draper is so cool, even though like he's a very like, like a moral person, but mm-hmm. it's like yes, cheating on lots of women is, is is terrible, but like it's not cheating on lots of women and murdering people <laughs> yeah, right. constantly, you know, yeah. like. And also, Don Draper is a uh, kind of pathetic, and I think he's supposed to be. Yeah, because yeah, he's a, he, you know, he's a he's a he's a drunk, and uh, he doesn't have any meaningful relationships with anyone. Not, I don't think he's not gonna, handsome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think he's trying a little too hard. <laughs> but at least the yeah the the people who thought Tony Soprano was were, Tony Soprano was cool at least they got Sons of Anarchy and then, exactly <laughs> yeah. that was Sons of Anarchy with Sopranos for the for the dummies yeah it's uh, good like, yeah. in like a really small town but there's just all these murders constantly yeah, yeah. I've never even watched that show but like I know that there's like just like so much bloodshed and it's like in South Dakota I bet property's super cheap yeah yeah everybody's just like yeah. yeah like when there's a murder in a small town it's on the news for years well, now, <laughs> now <there'd> be, <laughs> how many serialized podcasts are inspired by events on Sons of Anarchy <laughs> within that world <laughs> and then well there would be more except for like the podcasters come to town and they all just get yeah. murdered <laughs> they <laughs> they're just like who are these fucking yuppies and kill them uh, yeah I watched the first season sorry almost the entire first season of sons of anarchy i got to the season finale and then like i watched half of it and then i uh needed to go somewhere and that was it (laughs) yeah i felt no real need to pick it back up i watched one episode on netflix several years ago and i was like oh this is terrible and then netflix like the algorithm was like, oh, boy. oh, do you want to watch this thing about Hitler? Like, and that was it. Like, I only watched that. But for, like, months, it was just, like, all these, like, documentaries about, like, white supremacy. And it's like, I like I only watched Sons of Anarchy, which I don't even think, is it a white supremacy show? No, it no. isn't. There was a month but where Netflix released, like, a just, they really filled their diaper with Hitler stuff. Where <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, every, like, they somehow accumulated... Every dumbass history channel thing on Hitler, and they're just like Bleh! all at once. So every like, anytime you'd go into new releases, it'd be like Hitler, 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 
places it was like suggestions for you and uh, it was always like based on because Sons you of watched Anarchy. Men. yeah and it was like I watched one episode like what about all these other things that I've watched yeah it didn't yeah. even matter I so in in talking with uh, my students one so the the icebreaker is essentially like what's your name what's the most recent film you've watched and what's your favorite movie um and you know, these are in this particular instance, they're all high schoolers taking a college class. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, you know, you're dealing with high school taste. Uh, and and so they're talking about movies that I haven't thought about in a long time, but were a big part of my high school world. And so uh, so when someone, of course, said Scarface. Obvious, and and to which I made the joke. It's like you're talking about the Howard Hawks 1932 version, um, <laughs> and then uh, he didn't laugh, and so I was like, "I'm obvious. I'm joking. You mean the Pacino version?" Um, well, and I remember, still, what was that? Still, and uh, and I and I wanted to ask, but then it's like, well, now I'm just singling somebody out in front of everybody, and so I'm not going to do that. But just that's one that I feel like. You know, I, I appreciate Pacino's commitment, all, all of the actors, but at the same time, like, that's a film that I feel like really does seem to be on his side and oh, seems yeah. to think he's just the best. Yeah. And that his death is a very sad, tragic thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, noble. Noble is funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of that uh, movie. But it's yeah. surprising to me that there hasn't been some, uh, like, some other dumb movie hasn't come along that now kids idolize and put on their Oh, like, what's the, oh, them. it's terrible. What's the one what? movie that Scarface fans would love that movie? The the two Irish. Oh, Boondocks. Oh, Boondocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a huge turd. That was yeah. a huge, that, when I was in high school the number of people that said like oh have you seen boondocks and i did watch it and i remember uh enjoying will and defoe and i enjoyed billy Connolly. i really enjoyed everything aside from the main characters right. uh and just the general tone it just it was so and i think honestly i saw pulp fiction first and then i saw boondocks and i'm like oh this is just trying to be that yeah and i think a lot of people my age in high school saw boondock saints first and so it seemed very original to them, and and yeah, it's uh, just awful. But but it it did. Yeah, we've been doing this 650 weeks. Yeah. Uh, it did lead to the wonderful, astonishing... The documentary? Documentary Yeah, that documentary is great. Yeah. I've actually never seen the Boondock Saints, but I've seen oh, the documentary. Good for you. And I'd never That's heard of the Boondock Saints. Oh. Like, when I saw the documentary, and then oh, I was man. like, oh, well, I'm never going to see this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like you almost ha- you have to see it, because when you see the level you of ego of this guy, right. and then you see the shit movie that it that came out of it you're like wow these things in a way they work perfectly together but they also like this level of ego should have produced you know Citizen Kane but no it only produced Boondock Saints Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna say you don't have to watch it yeah I've seen I've seen like bits and pieces of it yeah but but, but, yeah. but people, like, I mean, but I guess, and, and in, like, retrospect, it was, like, the wine scenes and stuff, but where we're, like, mm-hmm. totally, like, these these guys are great. Like, these are the new Tarantinos. Yeah. Because uh, it, it was brothers, right? It's... No, it's, it's, it's just, just one, one guy. It's just one guy, Troy Duffy. Yeah. He has yeah. enough ego for at least... <laughs> there you go, yeah. Oh, he's got a band. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, ran that bar with... 
several. Why did I think they were like brothers that made the Boondock Saints? Well, I could. I I don't know if this is true, but I I can imagine him in, him hiring a lot of his relatives. Right. Um, it was right. his band. They all worked at that bar. Oh, right. right. Yeah, that's right. right. It was his band. That's right. Yeah, he's a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, he's a big loser. <laughs> Who got Harvey Weinstein to buy him a bar and yeah. make a movie for it's him? Such a oh, it's such a oh, he's. Oh, just a perfect douche. It's yeah. God. He sucks. Like in every scene of that movie, you can imagine a guy just off camera, naked, doing coke. <laughs> like it just reeks of that fucking bullshit. But uh, I feel like that's like we recently rewatched True Romance. Like it was on TV, mm-hmm. and I loved that movie. Like yeah. in high school, I thought that movie was so great, and it like. I don't think it holds up at yeah. all. Like, it's terrible. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. Like, it's just, ugh. Like, just like. Well, there's the. <laughs> Gary Oldman's character. Oh, God. Sure. Which is. Drexel. It's, that's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. They did it, and Barry uh, brilliant. The, yeah, did that as well. There's a scene, and I don't know if it's in the pilot of Barry, but it's, a bunch of actors are doing uh, monologues from movies, <laughs> and one of them is doing. Gary Oldman and <laughs> True Romance. If you haven't seen the movie, is uh, is a yeah. a white guy I, with dreadlocks that yes. calls yeah. it, that was calls it yeah. white boy. Really uh, clearly not written for a white guy. Like looking yeah, oh, back, like yeah. but it's just like just like the like super like masturbatory like dialogue from Christian Slater's character about like just like, Shiva. Oh, yeah. God, Sonny Chiban, like, I work at comic book store. Like, just like, oh, God. Like, I know this guy yeah. and, and so many guys, and they suck, I, and they're not cool, and it's this guy writing it to be, like, this badass. That doesn't surprise pimps. me, because loving Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so much made me think about, like, obviously Quentin Tarantino has, in some ways, matured. Yeah. Like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his most mature I think uh, movie and it definitely got me thinking I I hadn't thought about True Romance but I definitely thought because Reservoir Dogs is not a movie that I revisit anymore it it has fallen so far in favor for me and a lot of it is because of that Mm -hmm. just he's just if, you know, uh, Spike Lee was right. He likes writing white characters saying the N word way yeah, too much. Way too much, yeah. Um, and especially younger, younger him. And then, like, mm. even Pulp Fiction, which I still think is great, like, his scene in it, like, did you just put yourself in the movie so you could say the N word to Samuel <laughs> yeah. Jackson a bunch yeah. of times? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, some of that stuff is, uh, it's, it's like listening to Pine Grove. You know, you do you know how to. <laughs> <laughs> how to feel about it anymore. <laughs> um, I think we can all but, relate to that. But uh, here's a topic that I, uh, Tyler, you brought up when you were saying you have to watch Boondock Saints. How do you guys feel about the concept of like hate watching or hate reading or hate listening to something? This is something that you watch something knowing like so you can like I know this is going to be bad I'm going to watch it so that I can have an opinion on how bad it is uh, there are degrees of that like we watched Ratpocalypse recently yeah and really which is funny. so great okay also there's a series of Lifetime movies um, stalked by a doctor starring Eric, Eric Roberts, Roberts which are <laughs> very 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 watchable yeah <laughs> see yeah. this is see that I can get behind because you're enjoying it yeah, I guess yeah. what I'm That's talking about is stuff. like uh, oh everyone knows this thing's gonna 
not suck in like a bad way, but like there's a new who's I'm trying to think of someone we all hate. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like there's a new Brett Ratner movie coming out. I don't know if we all hate Brett Ratner still. That's I might be showing my age. Maybe that's a 12 year old reference, but like, uh, <laughs> no, he, he, um, like I'm going to see this piece of shit just right. so that I can talk with my friends about how much of a piece of shit it is. I feel like th- there, there are people who do that. And I, I try yeah. not. I think there's a version of, of that in, in our, circles which is like there's a conversation being had about a movie that is doing very well at the box office and no critics seem to like it but it is very okay. popular so okay. like i want i want to and should be part of that conversation can you so give I me an s- example well okay i like by the time i saw green book mm. i had only heard bad yeah. things uh. um or at best like selectively good things about like this performance or something like that. And so like, I didn't think it was a movie I was going to enjoy, but it was a movie that people that are, you know, film Twitter. And certainly there was like Oscar potential for it. Um, so it was in the, More it than was, potential. yeah, I know. Mm. Oh boy. Um, and so I, so I was like, okay, I'll see this even the, and I probably wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily have otherwise if it weren't okay. for that conversation. So I had I went in with no expectation of liking it, which actually helped me to like parts of it. Um, right. But yeah, so I if it's that, I think I'm more so that's, okay yeah, with it. But you're not doing it like you're doing it to be part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Not so you can. I can't wait. Like you're you're not sitting in the theater thinking of all the tweets. Like I'm gonna die. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to shit on a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I stopped being on Twitter, and I stopped. Like I'm still like on. Like I still have a profile, but I haven't logged in, and, and that uh, since. For like over two and a half years, because it really, um, oh, I'm so just well, no, but because of like, just like like Trump shit, and like, and just mm-hmm. realizing like, I think it brings out like the worst in me, in that like something will happen, I won't have very much information about it, and I'll think something mean, yeah. you know, and I'll think something mean, and it's clever, so I'll tweet it, and then like I'll get likes from you know whatever, and it's like, and then retweets and stuff, and it's like, and then I'm like, oh, ho, ho. like, and I, that's just. I like to have more information about things now. I mean, it, and just, and I think I don't really do stand up. I don't do stand up anymore for the same reason. I'm just like, not that I'm like a super positive person at all, but just like, I don't want to just make fun of shit and just look at like the worst in things. But then it's like, Stuff like, I like watching stuff that's, like, funny bad because that's great. And I like telling people about, like, oh, you've got to see, like, uh-huh. Apocalypse because it was shot in Oklahoma, but it's supposed to be Moscow, which is amazing. <laughs> 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 it's just the Casper Van Dien plays mm-hmm. a senator. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 It's uh, really does, good. Does he look any different? No, he looks exactly That's kind of what I think. Uh, he, looks, he looks a little more... Um, Here's the uh, senior. Good God. Uh, well, let me see. Uh, oh wow! It's yeah. pretty damn yeah. funny. There's a lot going on there. Well, it's the rat people back here that I'm yeah. noticing. Yeah, a lot of the times with with really bad movies like The Room or um, uh, Birdemic. Yeah, and that that guy's other movies, which are equally as hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's uh, usually the pro- reality one. Oh, I don't know, but it's great. So I forget what that's called. Um, yeah, it's usually a a, a language problem. Uh, oh, okay. Screen, yeah. Screenwriter I, and the director don't know English, but they, you know. I remember when I saw the first 47 meters down, which is a great premise. And I remember there are certain dialogue things that jumped out at me. And 
It just, like, have you seen 47 Meters Down? Like, do you know the mm-hmm. premise of it? No. Okay. So these two uh, young women are, are in a uh, cage, like, off the coast of... Shark cage. Uh, a shark cage, pardon yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, not just a random cage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're, you know... They're, they voluntarily went into a cage to yeah. be near sharks. So they're scuba diving, and, and there are sharks all around, and then the ca- the chain breaks, and the cage plummets to the bottom of uh, the ocean floor, and so there's just a ton of great white sharks between them and the boat above, and so they're trying to figure out what they can do before they run out of oxygen. Solid premise. No dialogue. Oh boy, I wish. <laughs> I really wish. But bubbles. no, they. Yeah. <laughs> Two hours of bubbles. <laughs> 650 yeah, uh, episodes. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but. Uh, but the, the the and it's two sisters and they can and so uh, they have like microphones they can hear each other and that sort of thing, and so in this very high stress high pressure situation, there's just lines of dialogue that hit my ear so very very wrong uh, that I suddenly that I realized later on like oh this guy is not yeah. English is not his first language and so for example one of them strays from the cage to like check something out and then uh, uh, just barely misses getting eaten by a, a great white shark and so she comes in she, she's like I managed to get away and I remember thinking like managed <laughs> that's a weird thing to say right after that and then like she's like we just need to stay here until help arrives and I remember thinking like arrives <laughs> that's weird get here I think is probably like I just it like words like manage and arrives they're not hoity-toity words but they are more no but it sounds like they're, they're more proper like reading the like right. uh, the main like, how to survive yes, a shark attack exactly yeah wait and, until help arrives yeah and, and so the, yeah that's what it sounds like and that's and that's the kind of thing that like if someone maybe he wrote it in his original language right. and then translated it oh okay and so I think it's did, uh, did you guys ever watch The Good Wife that TV show The Good Wife no. The, no. the couple who created it are, are British it takes place in america and yet all the characters always they never say they call anyone they always say they phone like mm. oh, on I, mobile like i phone they don't do it that far but it's they like sit in the yeah. garden it's like oh i phoned my lawyer and they say like mm, everyone on good. the show it's like everyone just decided like we're gonna let this couple think that we all say this or <laughs> something they're or? just like pretentious like <laughs> maybe yeah. because i it's a really good law firm have known people yeah that like you know, you know went over. to say phone well, sure like I phoned someone. I can't. I can't imagine myself saying that. Maybe it's a well. E. T. Does yeah. he count as American? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's I know he's an alien, high. but like he is an alien who came to America. Uh, there is a. Uh, I, I talk about Red Letter Media a fair amount. They are. Uh, you, they have a YouTube channel and they're based in Milwaukee, I think. And they. Uh, they watch really shitty movies and then they talk about I'm okay watching them watch something because mm-hmm. it's then funny and that's okay. and uh, and so they were talking about a movie recently uh, that came out in the 80s I think it was called Slaughter High and it was so it's you know high schoolers and uh, there's a mad killer on the loose the whole thing and they and just as they're watching and listening you see the expression on like the the commentator's face they're like what is going on here? Like, because every every high schooler sounds very strange and very proper, and that's when they realize that oh, this is a British production, and they're all doing American accents, but to varying <laughs> levels of quality. And then it's stuff like it, the the 
this it takes place on April Fool's Day, and one of them is it's like it's like we just got to make it till noon, and then they'll stop. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then it turns out apparently that like in the UK and listeners feel free to confirm or deny this, but like they did research and said that like in the UK like April fools, essentially you can play tricks on somebody up until noon. And after that, if you play a trick on someone, now you're the fool or something like that. Let's adopt that. Or just get rid of it all. Yeah. If there's anything that we can do to reduce April fools. Yeah. uh, Jokes. Then I'd be, I'd be all for it. And so just like to hear these American high school students. (laughs) What's that? April fools breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Oh no, there's pepper in this. Um, but, uh, so to have these, these American high schoolers with these very strange and, and turns of phrase, it's like the one is like, it's like, Oh, you look a mess. (laughs) Yeah. uh, but it was delightful all right so uh we should probably wrap up pretty soon but uh it's uh fall movie award season just around the corner anything you guys are looking forward to uh seeing this fall oh gosh or uh uh, are you i i I always feel bad when i ask breakout when I ask people, I know, I feel like people with to, young like, children, break out uh, yeah. Have, well, no, I mean, because we're we'll get like eight copies of every movie because of oh, like sure. being in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll watch everything, but yeah. we'll watch everything the last like two months. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Did you guys like? I mean, I I, I know not everyone has Netflix, but it's weird that Netflix sends. Screeners. It's very weird. Because like, yeah. oh, am I going to watch this SD, like standard def DVD, or am I going to watch it <laughs> yeah. on, I know. on Netflix? And yeah, I got, because I belong to two critics organizations, I got two copies of yeah. Land of Steady Habits in every Netflix movie last year, and of course just watched them on Netflix. Yeah, of course. Yeah. it's They're clearly just trying to, like, Netflix is so eager to, like, appear a real appear official mm-hmm. where but never follow through 100% and like the idea of a, a limited theatrical run and all that sort of thing but in this case it's it's like well real Oscar t- contenders send out screeners yeah. and that's what we're gonna do but I guess well, there's something to the fact that the, the academy is still even with recent changes is still pretty old so maybe a lot of those people sure haven't that's made true. the adjustment yeah and I want you guys to get nominated for SAG Awards. Yeah. So, because it's the last. Me too. Year. So I want. Yeah. Them sorry. To send so I have not been talking shit about Netflix. <laughs> What's over? Uh, He's, no, oh yeah. yeah so now yeah. <laughs> go nuts. <laughs> Those motherfuckers. Uh, so yeah. Congratulations on what? seeing that thing through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, and you were there killed. the, you, the time, whole right? time. You didn't get like yeah, killed so or anything. Yeah. Or? One of two men, right? Caputo and you. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty great. That's, yeah. uh, that's oh, but it's not lost on me that I'm a very lucky boy. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot compared to most of the other actors on that cast. And I'm, it's not lost on me that I'm fortunate. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like we we can't get canceled. So when someone congratulates us, it's just because we're too dumb to know when to stop. But y- you know, the show can get canceled. You can get killed. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, no one can write us off. I was exactly. on a show that got canceled yesterday. <laughs> oh, Oh no. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. Fucking bummer. What show? American princess. Uh, I was on lifetime. Oh man. I'm it sorry. Was great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you know Jamie Dembo? I know that name. What do I, uh, what do I know that name from? Uh, UCB. Okay. Um, uh, Oh, it was so great, and it was so oh, much fun to fun. work on. But Lifetime didn't do it any favors. They uh, did like no marketing for it, and they just kind of buried it. 
Well, they got all these Eric Roberts movies in the pipeline. Yeah, and... You know, I was initially like, I don't know if it's the right home for this kind of show because it's a pretty raunchy show. Hmm. I was, but it took, and it took it's about Renaissance fairs. Renaissance fairs. Okay. It's about oh. the world. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun to make. And like, it's But didn't so feel like funny. Lifetime was like, because they had Unreal, right? Which I feel like they were, so they were for, trying to break out a little. Yeah, bit. but and they did for, I think it only aired on Lifetime though for like a year and then Hulu bought it or something like that. Oh, that's right. They've been very uh, wishy washy on their original programming. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I'm let them have it. <laughs> Fuck you. <Lester. laughs> well, I think that not real is really good. Greenlit American Princess wasn't there, and yeah. that was just because I was pitching something, and I was like, "Why don't we pitch to Lifetime?" Because Matt's on the show, and they were like, "Oh, they're they're not making any uh, scripted television." Anymore. Yeah, as soon as I heard okay. that, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. but it was that's terrible. It's I'm really proud of it. It was really fun. Yeah, he played it's the really funny Tom Bar character, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His name was Shart. <laughs> yeah, it would, Shart were you a Ren Fair employee? Yeah, I was a. I was a. I did the like the mud show at the Ren Fair, mm. the like blue, blue show. Oh yeah, you know. So oh, there's a lot of like very lowbrow jokes, but it's all very stupid and silly. Like the, uh, do you go to the Ren Fair here in Irvine? A few times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like the. The Merry Wives of Windsor, the uh, yeah, yeah, uh, who sing the, sing songs about penises yeah. mostly. They actually they go all around the country. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love the Ren Fair so so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you would like the show, man. I, I think you would. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people that would like it never even heard about it. Yeah, yeah. It was, there's so. no marketing. It's Is it really something that could be? Taken around somewhere else? Uh, I'm not sure if they've given up on that completely. Oh, I, I think because okay. when it was announced yesterday, I think that was kind of the signal that I got because it, it's been we finished shooting the first season about a year ago. Oh wow! Um, and it aired, and really when it aired, they were airing like two episodes. Sunday night started at ten. Okay, so they're so just kind of like, burning it off, and yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so really kind of came and went. IFC did with Stan Against Evil, and, like, we had three seasons of that. So you never know. Like, they just, like, yeah, but the, just, uh, like, one month, show the entire season. <laughs> well, I think the the they had the same people in development around those three years, right? Yes. Yeah. That helps. That's well, something, that's this something turned that, into a bummer at the end. No. <laughs> well, I'm very well, I mean, sad. that's the thing. Uh, what's so great about streaming media, you poo-poo Netflix. But just, look, just their screener policy. Okay, sure. I, I, in terms of environmental I'll, waste, uh, do I need two well, then there's, DVD then copies? There's plenty of blame to go around. Of, uh, Not just, um, don't just blame that. It would be cool if they reported the numbers, too. I mean. Sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Do we have anything to pull us out of this? Uh, oh, well, I, 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 I should, I'd, be, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell people to f- watch it on fucking Amazon Prime or something. Yeah, like watch yeah. watch uh, American Princess, definitely. Wait, well, uh, what movie? Fuck, yeah, it's too late. What movie are you yeah. excited for? I'm not, I can't, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, we never got to one. Yeah. Uh, what? Oh. <laughs> we never got to a movie that we're excited for what? this uh, fall. Um, well, yeah, we'll make a list. I'm, we, so we just uh, we recorded our episodes uh, out of order, and so we just did our fall movie preview. Yeah, so we're very well. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. So you would think I'd remember any of them. Oh, see, I'm, having, I'm just having trouble narrowing it down. Okay, what do you got? What? I'm yeah. looking forward to Earthquake Bird. 
Yeah, but you just like saying the name. I like the title of okay. Big Bird. Um, I, I actually can't remember what it's about. Uh, but <laughs> Bigger it's, than Big Bird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Comedian Earthquake as Big Bird. Is the <laughs> there was also a wrestler called Earthquake in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, yeah. but let's, we can move on. So. Yeah, what, I don't know what this... Uh, okay, sorry, I'm going to... Uh, sorry, Susan, I'm going to be a negative person. It's um, okay. It's your, I know. You're trying to be optimistic. Like I, no. I, I, look, <laughs> I'm not some fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it with... There are so many guys my age who are, like, back into wrest- like professional wrestling mm-hmm. at this age, and I don't, I don't get it. You don't think that's me, right? I just happened to mention it. No, you a, know a, a lot about wrestling from, from when you were... From when I was a kid. I'm saying there are guys who are, like... Into wrestling, I don't know. I, I shouldn't judge. I should read comic books. Are they whatever. like I trashy judge. guys? But uh, no, they're, they're regular people. People. We, we have friends who are into it. Yeah, that's trashy and, friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, sometimes I I would like stick my nose up at the idea of paying any attention to wrestling, but then I see I have friends that go to like regional wrestling matches, and I'm like. That is fascinating. No. Yeah, I guess if you're into uh-uh. it. That shit is so sad. I went to regional wrestling when I was in high school in in Wyoming and like and it was like midget wrestling and it was like the wrestler. It was like those guys. Oh, right. like, oh, okay. like people Staple that were and... like yeah. yeah. Like in like WCW WWF like a long time ago. Oh. And like didn't make it and um and it was so sad that we just ended up leaving and then like but like like my mom was picking us up so we still had like a while and so we just like went around the parking lot and like ripped off confederate flag stickers because <laughs> that's, right. that's who goes See, to that now this episode has a happy ending <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for being here and cel- celebrating 650 episodes with us absolutely thank you happy happy, happy anniversary yeah, happy thank anniversary. you <laughs> uh, I appreciate you, that <laughs> level oh, of energy I really like midsummer too I, I didn't see it I didn't what? either uh, beast oh. beast oh, it was a year ago what beast? else oh beast God. last year yeah. with Jesse Buckley yeah yeah beast is so great it's so great I love it did you see Wild Rose the movie she no I year? haven't seen it yet oh man it's so good she's like my new, new uh, she's amazing no actress. she's really really good yeah. I really love beast seen? a lot <laughs> what was that twist right Oh yeah, it was good. Oh, what right Twister? Toy, no, <laughs> Twister. Toy Story. Did you say Twister? Yeah, I said Toy Story Four. No, uh, I don't just watch Twister, Twister again. Make? It's cash grab. <laughs> Total cash grab. <laughs> all right, you guys can find us at BattleshipRetention dot com. There's all kinds of stuff there. Uh, all kinds of movie reviews. I can't remember. Uh, oh yeah, I posted my Blu-ray review of the Philip Ridley's The Reflecting Skin, which is finally out on Blu-ray in the U.S. Weird movie. What? That's oh, so weird. That movie. movie's yes. so great. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it uh, has never been available on Blu-ray in the U.S. until now, and now it's oh. uh, now uh. it's available, uh, and it looks what, great. What's the woman's uh, name, the character's name? Dolphin, Dolphin Blue. Blue. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, see. I found uh, an angel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, what a great, great, a great movie. That's a great, great movie. Um, so yeah, you can read my review of the reflecting skin. I think you know how I feel about it. Do you talk um, about how hot Vigo was? Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do mention in the review that he is, I think I referred to him as beautiful, uh, because that's Five star body. Very much what he is at that and age. Are you a fan of, um, Andrew Wyeth? The, uh, the painter? The painter? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not a 
I, I'm not uh, I'm not that well versed in flat art, but um, <laughs> what is know, just that movie art. reminds me a lot of. But the, in, in the making Way. of, they talk. Uh, they actually talk about. There's a making of documentary oh, really? on, on the Blu-ray, and they talk about how Philip Ridley was inspired. Like a lot of what he and Dick Pope were doing. Uh, Dick Pope, the cinematographer we're doing, is inspired by Andrew Wyeth paintings. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's... Uh, you Very picked cool. up on it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't have to watch the making of. I just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's and what I'm also, saying. You're, visually, it... Tideland reminded me. I didn't see Tideland. Oh yeah, don't. Okay. Yeah, I heard it was very. <laughs> bad. That's another one that. Okay. That's one that is like, but like I, I like Matt hadn't seen it, and I was like, you got to know everything that happens in this movie and not see it because <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> but you got to know, but don't watch it because. That's Tideland. Oh yeah, we just watched the, Terry yeah, Gilliam. Uh, yeah, oh, I liked that. Yeah, I liked yeah, it like too. I was really surprised. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I felt like it wasn't getting a good. Yeah, know, the, the climax is a little messy, but for the most part, I really like it. Yeah, I really, I like, thought, I really like Adam Driver. The first yeah, like I could 30 watch minutes, him fucking do anything. Yeah, me too. He's the best. But yeah. the first 30 minutes, I was like, this movie sucks. This movie should have been made in the 90s. Feels like a 90s movie. Don't like it. And then I, and then like it <laughs> had the turn, and I was like, oh, I love it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, okay, so BattleshipRetention.com. Email us, David at BattleshipRetention.com. Tyler at BattleshipRetention.com. I'm on Twitter at DavyPretension. Tyler's on Twitter at TylerPretension. Uh... Where can people find you should you want them to? I'm not on Twitter. I know. I'm Nowhere. <laughs> I, have a, I have a profile, but I haven't been on there in over a year. Instagram, but we both have private accounts. So yeah. We'll get, I guess we'll get to you. You can maybe. find Matt on American Princess. There you go. Amazon there you go. Prime. Yeah. And, on, and, on, and on Orange is the New Black. Thanks. Thanks, babe. And that show needs promoted. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody get out your pencils. Write down the name of this. You're not going to want to forget it. It's called Orange is the New Black. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having us. Thank you at home for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.